Suddenly, we slept in one world and woke up in another. Disney has no more magic and Paris is no longer romantic. Suddenly, in New York, everyone sleeps and the Great Wall of China is no longer a fortress. Suddenly, hugs and kisses become weapons. Holding hands and walking the parks become outlawed. Suddenly, not visiting aging parents and grandparents become an act of love. Suddenly, our bombs and machine guns, our tanks and artilleries begin to gather dust. Suddenly, we realized that power is with God alone and that money has no value when it can't even buy you toilet paper. Suddenly, we have been put back in our place by the hands of the universe. And we have been made aware how vulnerably human we truly are when faced with a microbe so powerfully inhumane. I found this post um, on social media. Um, it's by an unknown author, but it truly, truly touched me. Hey, everybody. I know today feels like our 20th week of quarantine, but this is actually only the second week of our special series connecting through isolation. This week has felt much longer than that. Time itself has become a little bit elastic. At one point this week, I knew the correct date, but had the day wrong. For the entire day, I had the day wrong. And on April 1st, nobody felt like joking. But we're still here with you, trying to manage when everything is changing so fast and yet time seems to move so slow. As we navigate our collective new reality, stories are still coming in from around the world. And more and more, we see how things that we might have taken for granted before, like art or music, culture, even our own families, are supporting us through this. My weekend walks through the woods with my wife and our crazy beagle have become our daily window to the outside world. The weekly team meetings have become daily video calls, as much about supporting each other as our work agenda. We may be all alone, but we're all alone together. Today, we offer a small window into others' lives. Stories came in this week from Bangladesh and Libya, Oklahoma City, and Baltimore. No matter where you live, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy as you can. And if you're not a big Harry Potter fan now, our own Des Williamson makes a pretty poetic case to become one. Connecting through isolation, it's 2233. Politicians, scientists, and even celebrities all want us to practice social distancing. This is a recording for 2233. And it's in the COVID crisis. Things are unpredictable. I think that people perhaps will be thinking that they are stuck at home. 
So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others. We're all in this together. We all have a voice. We all have a story to tell. Why do we struggle to say thanks? Why is it common to stand above and measure love by the dollar signs in our bank? When life ends in a blink and your legacy is in what you think, did you give or were you selfish? Which one of the higher rank? I want the truth and I'll get it, so no offense. A life without purpose should be in the past tense and a day full of some joys, the time to reminisce. We're going back to no worries as kids of innocence. So this is your moment to change and feel proud. An ode to show enjoys the challenge for this crowd. No excuses. The time is now. Hey everybody, my name is Wordsmith and I'm a songwriter performer out of Baltimore, Maryland. And like a lot of other artists during this COVID pandemic, I've lost all my shows, I lost all my tours internationally, so I had to shift my focus a little bit. You know, I have two sons and they're out of school, so my biggest focus right now is keeping their education alive. On the flip side, I've really been working on my Beethoven 9 original text, so I've been working with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. And hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be doing a brand new rendition of Beethoven 9th as the 250th year anniversary comes upon us. And they tasked me with writing brand new spoken word poetry, but also I've updated the classical, classical piece Ode to Joy. Do what you can, when you can. You know, if you're in a high-risk group, I myself am in a high-risk group, but I'm still doing what I can for those that I can around me, whether that's for my elderly neighbors or uh, for when I'm at the grocery store. If, you know, someone needs money or, or food or, you know, heaven forbid, toilet paper, like do what you can for those who you can because we're not going to get out of this global pandemic without supporting one another. Hello, this is Desiree Williamson, Senior Program Designer at ECA's Collaboratory. I started rereading the Harry Potter book series and I often find a lot of inspiration in Harry Potter, mainly because in Harry Potter, there's a lot of dark material, even though it's a children's book. Um, Harry is, as, as most readers already know, or most listeners, I should say, already know, he's orphaned. He has to face off with dark w- witches and wizards, um, and there's a growing global threat of Voldemort, or he who must not be named, but throughout the entire series, there's always love, there's laughter, there's hope, um, and there's lighthearted revelry in his learning who he is, but also that he's a wizard and that, um, and just him learning magic and, and building friendships. There's something to that right now that I think 
the world is finding that even though there's this threat and in many cases just like in harry potter he can't necessarily see voldemort in all of the books but you know that voldemort is there that we're seeing love and that we're seeing laughter and that we're seeing bravery and hope just as in harry's case and that you know like in the book series there are people who die that harry loves and that the readers come to love throughout that series Um, but in the end you end up being hopeful and that without that love and that hope and that laughter and that bravery you wouldn't have a better day and that's what's bringing me inspiration right now While there are several quotes throughout the book series that are apropos for our current global climate, um, the one that sticks out the most to me is when Dumbledore is addressing the entire school at the first dinner feast in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is also known as the third book, when he says, happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. We're going to be faced with a lot of grim news. Some of us will be very personally impacted by the virus. A lot of our families will be impacted as well, and people we love will be impacted. And it it's easy to get swallowed up by all the negative um, news and reports and to just give in to the darkness. Um, but oftentimes you have to remember that there are positive stories, moments of inspiration and bravery and love and happiness and friendship out there too. My colleague, Desiree Williamson, is a senior designer at The Collaboratory, an innovation space within the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. She's currently working from home in Arlington, Virginia. Hip-hop artist Wordsmith is a frequent State Department arts envoy and musical diplomat. He was featured in the 2233 episode entitled Gems of Wisdom. His collaboration with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra on Beethoven's Ninth is scheduled to make its debut in June. For more about his work, you can check out wordsmith.com. He's currently in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, this is Peter Marcus. I am a professional musician based out of Oklahoma City. And I am the guitarist with Kyle Dillingham and Horseshoe Road. For 16 years, I was a classroom orchestra teacher and in 2014 was named the Teacher of the Year for the entire state of Oklahoma. In 2017, I left the classroom to pursue performing full-time. I think what's most interesting right now is that many of my friends are going through what I kind of went through in 2017. They are not able to teach right now, and so they are venturing into other creative outlets, and it's really fun to watch them.
Right now, some of the books that I read that continue to give me inspiration, one is called Resisting Happiness by Matthew Kelly. And the idea is twofold, that very many of us resist happiness. We don't do things like go out to a party or uh, sit down to work on a project, even though we know that it will make us happy. We resist that happiness. And it's the idea of fighting through that resistance and getting right into the present of the moment. The other idea of resisting happiness is that we very often do things that won't make us happy in the future. We indulge in uh, uh, work or food or alcohol, and right now is one of those times when many people might be tempted to indulge, and in the end, we don't end up being happy. And so through our actions, we are resisting our own happiness. It's a pretty interesting book. This is my third time to read it in the past couple of years since it came out, but it's a pretty special book to read and help me stay focused. For my friends around the world, this is the same thought as for my friends right here at home. And uh, in fact, I wrote a song about it. It's about our expectations. So often we are surprised or we are disappointed or maybe we're elated because our expectations already preset how we think we might feel. And right now, many people are finding their expectations are being turned upside down. And my idea for my friends around the world and right here in Oklahoma are perhaps this is a time for us to set aside our expectations. We can be like children. Children very often don't have the same expectations as adults simply because they haven't had the same experiences. And so right now, many children are perhaps experiencing less anxiety. I know my own two boys are here in the house and they're having a great time. It's a mixture of uh, spring break, but also the school break that looms ahead and um, the certain freedoms we have and how we get to use our time. You're not quite what I expected, but I know that friends come in different size and shape. You helped me find my direction Just when I thought my compass made no mistakes I must admit that I've neglected What's right before me Confused on what is real or fake I gladly stand here corrected Happy that we have room to put me in my place We will all fall down, so spin around Just be like children and we won't miss what's happening Life may give what we expect But don't be set up, there's no contract No obligation So set aside your expectations You're not quite what I expected All I hoped for 
is that you'd be better than me. No way I could have predicted that you would grow up the man that I'd like to be. I must admit that I've depended on what I know instead of letting life intrude. Try not to think of where I'm headed Set aside my could, my would, my should And just do We will all fall down, so spin around Just be like children and we won't miss What's happening Life may give what we expect But don't be set up, there's no contract No obligation Set aside your expectation Set aside your expectation Peter Marquez is a guitarist in the band Horseshoe Road and, along with fiddle player Kyle Dillingham, is a frequent State Department cultural ambassador. Kyle can be heard on our 2233 Valentine's Day episode, You're My Reason, and will be featured on an as-yet-unreleased episode. Peter checked in with us from Oklahoma City. Hi, this is Hind Larbi from Libya. I am a civil society activist, and I've had the chance to be one of the participants in a program at the United States called IVLP. Uh, what made me motivated during that hard time we are all going through is the deep thinking about the blessing we recognized as a human being, but unfortunately we were, and we're still taking it for granted. And I'm also seeking for the truth and wondering about the wisdom behind that tough test all the humans are facing. And actually, I would like to share some thoughts that um, I managed, uh, managed to, uh, to think about. The quarantine is a very bad experience, I guess, but it has good impact on the environment. The earth is recovering and the environment as well. Both of them are taking break from the human harm. I would love you to uh, imagine the, the mother nature is opening its arms again to the human. Those who um, recovered had the chance to win, win the battle against COVID-19. There is light of hope there, I guess. I also saw the, the wisdom uh, of the equality among all developed and non-developed countries, poor and wealthy people, educated and those who are ignorant. They are all stood still, witnessing small virus harvesting human souls. I wondered here how the world would look like after COVID-19. I guess massive change will appear. That change covers different levels, economic, political, and health. I guess it's time for the lesson to be learned. We shall never take things for granted as nothing guaranteed. 
When the wind of change takes the lead, no one can stop it, neither healthy person nor powerful countries. All we need to do is showing solidarity and pray for all human past this hard time. We need to keep in mind strong belief and also hope, as well as taking the positive part of that experience. Behind every bad experience, there is a good coming. I would like all of you guys to stay at home and be safe. Salam. Hind Elarbi is a civil society activist and trainer. She was a recent participant in the prestigious International Visitor Leadership Program, where she was featured on our first live episode, entitled Women Heroes of Peace and Security. She reached out to us from her home in Tripoli, Libya. Hi, this is Derek Nelson coming to you from Olympia, Washington in quarantine. Uh, As a former participant on the 2233 podcast, I am honored to be back on the show. Obviously, these are much different circumstances than when I first appeared on the podcast uh, alongside my brother and sister, Dalton and Rihanna. We perform together regularly as Derek Nelson and family, a sibling singing trio and we recorded that episode around one microphone in the same room all together. We had just returned from our cultural exchange program abroad, representing our country as cultural ambassadors for the United States, and we had traveled to Moldova and Albania to conduct educational workshops about music and performance and perform concerts all across these incredible countries. And now to be reflecting back on that experience, and you can go back to the episode if you want to hear the specific stories and details. Reflecting back on that time, the thing that stands out to me the most is the impact and the connection that we made with these people halfway around the world through music. And what's really inspiring to me now that we're in a position globally to be so isolated physically from one another is to see and experience online virtually and hear stories and see pictures and videos of those same kinds of connections these same meaningful emotional deep connections you could argue and say that people are becoming more connected now at this point in time than we were before this entire coronavirus outbreak tonight i I went on my instagram at derek nelson and just played an improvisational piece of music at the piano and I asked everybody tuning in to just close their eyes, take a break from having to interact, take a break from having to look at your phone, just turn the volume up, put the phone down and close your eyes and just go on a journey.
And I know that might seem a little bit a little bit out there, but it really was an amazing experience just to feel that connection to people virtually. And after I finished, I got a message right away from someone in Argentina who said that she really needed this and it made her cry. But to be honest, it was really touching to me just to know that I had made that kind of impact and connection on someone through music a half a world away without having to be in the same room. And I think that's the power. Again, we talk a lot about music being a universal language, right? And that's something that is is best understood by feeling it. And to be able to feel it at a time like this when we're so disconnected physically, it's an opportunity to be even more connected emotionally. And that to me is, is what's most inspiring. To my friends around the world that we've met in our journeys, um, that we've had the privilege to interact with and make such incredible connections with, that number one, we're all in this together. Number two, we all have a voice. And number three, we all have a story to tell. And the power of all of that is amazing content that can help other people. So my biggest idea for how we can get through this and use this time as constructively as possible is to create. Create something. And I believe that by creating art and creating music, we put something out there in the world that connects us to each other. And it's such a simple thing, but by giving that piece of ourselves, it's a gift. It helps us, it helps somebody else feel a little less alone in this. And I wanna just segue into a quick story of a time that I was feeling really anxious, really stressed. I was about to conduct one of my first workshops ever, teaching songwriting and music to high school students. And I didn't know how it was gonna be received. I didn't know if they'd like the methods I was trying to convey. And one of my peers pulled me aside right before I went on and said, Derek, you're overthinking this. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Share your heart share your art. And that's stuck with me ever since. Share your heart, share your art. And it really is so true. And to be honest, songwriting is my biggest outlet. Music has always been my version of therapy and the way that I deal with the things that are going on in my life that are tough to process. And this is definitely something that's difficult to process. <laughs> that, that's, that's an understatement. <laughs> but music has been what I turn to in my life to, to help me through those times. And this is no exception. I've been playing a lot of guitar, playing piano, writing music, listening to music, reframing this period of time as an opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity for gratitude and to remember all the things in our life that we're thankful for. And I think that everybody really needs that right now to get back to the core of who we are without the distractions of our normal routines and our careers and our goals. All of that gets put on hold and it forces us to, to look inward. 
So the positive, I always like to try to find the positive in any situation. The positive result that will hopefully come from this is a better awareness and respect for each other and for our planet. An opportunity to reflect on what we're grateful for in our lives. And hopefully we all come out the other side of this with more music, songs, books, creations, artwork, and validating proof of who we are as human beings and the impact and connection that we have to one another. Derek Nelson is a member of the sibling music trio Derek Nelson and Family. Their original episode, Three Deep Breaths, was historic for the fact that it marked our first ever live Little Nook concert. The piano piece you heard, Quarantine Piano Meditation, was recorded live during the Instagram concert that Derek describes. For more about the trio, you can check out DerekNelson.com. Derek is currently in Olympia, Washington. My name is Cheyenne Boyce, and I am the Director of Program Development at the Confucius Institute U.S. Center. We're a small nonprofit with the mission of supporting mutual understanding uh, between the U.S. and China through educational and cultural exchanges. So for our office, we started to feel the sort of unprecedented and monumental effects of the corona outbreak very early on um, because it was January and we had just sort of figured out what we wanted our programming to look like. And so then all of a sudden, we had to completely shift our focus and start to work on ways to combat misinformation and address the xenophobia that was rising against members of East Asian communities and figure out ways that we could best support our community, both in China and in the United States. And so our office very quickly put together a fundraiser uh, that we hosted at a local tea shop in Washington, D.C. People wanted to give. I talked to so many members of the community who wanted to be a part of um, our project, which was to purchase medical supplies for um, hospital staff at three different hospitals in Wuhan. And so it was very uplifting to to know that sometimes people just need to have their compassion directed in a way that is going to be helpful. And for us to be able to be a vehicle for allowing people to show their support all the way from Washington, D.C. and give it to people in Wuhan was was a really inspiring experience. And now as the the outbreak has become a global pandemic and is beginning to impact me and my friends and my family and everyone here in the United States and pretty much across the globe, I've really had to hold on to those feelings of empathy and compassion and share those with people as we all really work to combat a a challenging time um, in our lives and in our history. What I have found hope in is focusing on the fact that communities will continue to help 
communities get through this. Um, I have read articles that talk about chefs who are opening grocery stores in Houston to support people in food deserts and radio stations in Italy that were reading children's books over the air to keep children entertained while they were in quarantine. And all of these stories of the amazing ways that people create opportunity to bring people together are just so inspirational to me. During this time, I think that the creative, innovative people of the world and of this generation will find ways to help and bring us through this very difficult time. The good thing is all ideas are great. It doesn't matter if you have a very small scale way of trying to help your community or if you're thinking about a large scale way to improve technology around medical device supply chain. All of those things are great ideas and they're needed now. And so... Now is the time for anyone who is compassionate and empathetic and understands that this virus knows no borders, it knows no nationality, and that our common humanity is visibly linked now more than ever. This is the time for those people to be able to share their voices and step up and really be the leaders that I think our world needs. The people who have always demonstrated the values of global education, whether they have actually participated participated in a program or not, um, are going to be the people who rise and help recreate our future. Cheyenne Boyce's original 2233 episode was called Who Says You Can't Be a Boy Band? And it centered around her teaching English and maybe a few killer dance moves in the guise of creating a teenage boy band in Malaysia. She's currently in Washington, D.C. On the back half of the weekend When the living room light pours in I can almost slow down my breathing For the work starts again For it starts again Again Listen to the birds in the treetops Past my window Understand the language, no, but I like the sentiment. Sunshine on my mind And let the 
wonderful song, Calm Yourself Down, was contributed to the Connecting Through Isolation series by Justin Wade Tam, whose band Humming House was featured in the 2233 episode, A Cup of Kindness Can Lift Your Spirits Up. He recorded Calm Yourself Down as a solo project with Jamie Drake. You can find that and more at justinwadetam.com and more about Humming House at humminghouse.com. Justin is currently in Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Munif, and I'm an English and ESL teacher currently working in a high school. Amidst this time of crisis, I refuse to stop being a teacher. I'm helping the learners online from home. While working from home, I now have more time on my hands to reflect on life. I realize that this process that we call learning is so vital for human life. Learning is something that we never stop doing until we die, if we think about it. When we die, we cease to exist. But as long as we are existing, we are continuously learning. Even as a teacher, I learn from my students, from my co-workers and everything that exists around me. So when I took this oath to teach, to help others with this most important process of their lives, I myself learned that this is probably my purpose in this world, to serve humanity by providing people with quality education. The education that will make them think and question and research and make them future generations of this earth richer. Richer in empathy, richer in humility, and richer with knowledge. In times like this, when humanity is captivated by confusion and greatly challenged by morality, I believe our hope are those people who think of others before thinking about themselves. Those who have taken the oath to serve humanity, those who we call volunteers. I'd like to share a quote by Tagore with my friends I've met around the world and also to the listeners who, like me, might find a glint of inspiration when we have these dark clouds looming over us. I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. Stay safe, everybody, and don't stop serving others. Peace. Munif Khan, who you also heard at the very beginning of this episode, is an English teacher. His original episode, The Same Earth Everywhere, told the story of his high school exchange year. It turned out that his native Bangladesh and adopted Iowa are roughly the same geographic size. It's just that Iowa has 160 million less people. Munif reached out to us from Dhaka 
Bangladesh. Twenty Two Thirty Three is produced by the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name is Christopher Worst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. Twenty Two Thirty Three is named for Title Twenty Two, Chapter Thirty Three of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, we heard from 2233 friends, new and old, who were kind enough during these times of uncertainty to record themselves talking about what is inspiring them and what they are feeling. Huge thanks to Munif Khan, Wordsmith, Desiree Williamson, Peter Marquez, Hind Alarbi, Derek Nelson, and Cheyenne Boyce. And listeners, we would love to hear your thoughts and inspirations as well. It could be a story, a poem, or a song. Whatever it is you're feeling right now, please send us your audio at ECA Collaboratory at state.gov. That's ECA C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Let us know where you are while you're at it. You can always find more information about the podcast at our webpage at eca.state.gov slash twenty two thirty three. And of course, you should follow us on Instagram at twenty two dot thirty three underscore stories. Huge special thanks to everybody around the globe for mobilizing to send us your audio and to lend your voice to this conversation about positivity in such uncertain times. The 2233 team working from various locations was instrumental in this episode. Thanks to Kate Furby, Ana Maria Sinatine, Samantha Filippo, Edward Stewart, and Desiree Williamson. I edited this episode. Kate Furby helped with the script and she also designs our awesome graphics. Very special thanks to Justin Wade Tam for letting us use his song, Calm Yourself Down. An instrumental version of this song was also used several times during this episode. Thanks, too, to Peter Marquez for his song, Expectation. You can go to Peter Marquez Music on Facebook for more information. And thanks to Derek Nelson for sharing his song, Quarantine Piano Meditation. Thanks to Wordsmith for the instrumental clip of Living Life Check to Check. Other music included Miss You by Poddington Bear and Cash Cow by Blue Dot Sessions. The end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time, stay healthy, everybody. Until we get to see each other in person and have that hug and that physical touch that we all need, stay safe, stay healthy, but mo- most importantly, stay in touch with one another and support each other when you can.